Welcome to From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Keisa Ramirez. Joining me, senior sports reporter Paul Livingood. We covered a hell of a game Saturday night. Texas State defeated the Prairie View A&M Panthers 63-24. You heard that right, 63-24 in their home opener. Ah, man, I wrote it in the notes. Geez, just a lot of things happened, a lot of football things happened. It was very hectic. To say the least. Yeah, I mean – it was very fast paced. They got up so quick, and so I mean, within the fr- like they scored like the first three drives that they had, and, uh, and then they had the punt return by Brandon McDowell. It was the lead in my in my recap, and he he was standing. Tell me what it. happened on that play so, for the, the listeners that yeah, didn't see so it. Basically, what happened was uh, before the play started, he had his heels on the 15 yard line waiting for the punt, and um, the punt had a little a, a lot of good hang time on it. So there was a lot of people around him. Uh, and he said in the in the press conference that he was thinking about calling for a fair catch, but in film uh, they said that they saw holes in their their punt team coverage, and so he just decided to take a gamble and uh, just take off with it. He wiggled out of some traffic and, and took to the right side, and he just found some open space and took it to the house. I thought he was gonna get like three yards on the play. I thought he was gonna run into the brick wall, and then he broke one tackle. I mean, not even tackle, but he just weaved through a guy, another guy, another guy, and another guy. And he was telling how he was getting yeah. tired at the fifty-yard line, and he started cutting, and he had that nice little juke at the end and sprung mm-hmm. it open. And we're all like, "Oh my gosh, he just yeah. totally he got did to about that the fifty-yard line." And I was like, "He I might be able to take he, this to the house." I still was in disbelief. I was looking up. I was like, thir- and he, "That that touchdown closed the first quarter, thirty-five uh, to three, thirty-five to three, and that kind of." I mean, it was already over at that point, but that that was a the, game changer. Put the, it, it opened it, up the it, game for yeah, sure. Yeah, that was it. That was it. If, you, so if, if Prairie View A and M had any chance, it was, was over. The, that was that the dagger for sure, exactly. and it was in the first quarter. Is in that uh, ninety-five yard punt return? If you didn't know, program record Texas State history, and it's the team's first uh, punt return touchdown since twenty twelve when Craig Mager did it. And after the game, I we asked him. And McDowell was like, yeah, Craig told me it's never going to happen. You're probably never even going to run 70 yards for a touchdown. He was joking around, and it happened. 95 yards for the record. Kind of a cool moment to, to be a part of. But in a 63-24 to victory, there was a lot more things that happened, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, the defense had two fumble recoveries. Um, Trey McGowan got the first one in the first half. And then later in the game, uh, Dallas McCarty saved an uh, almost touchdown drive by the Panthers. They were on the nine-yard line at Texas State in the red zone. And Dallas McCarty came up with a very clutch fumble recovery. Um, and so, I mean, Brandon Smith had a 65-yard touchdown catch in the very beginning of the game. Robert Lowe and uh, Chris Nuttall uh, combined for 196 yards and four TDs. So, I mean, the rush, the rushing was – it was there tonight. The offense showed that they came back from non-existence. I mean, against Florida State, they barely rushed for 100 yards. This time they rushed for 312, I believe. 316. 316. I knew it was in the teens. So, but I mean, they completely different offense from uh, week one to week two. Before getting the offense, which we'll talk about later, I thought it was key that Texas State put up 14 points in the first five minutes of the game because Trey McGowan got a fumble recovery that was set up by Damani Alexi that put him at the 39, and Texas State scored another point. And I thought that was pivotal because it gave less and less prairie view, less and less hope than they already had. And the way Fran put it, we never let them breathe. We just never let them back in the game. And then, as you said, Brandon Smith, 65-yard turn. It was 20-0 to zero in the eighth minute. Like, eight, eight minutes into the game, it was 20-0. to zero. I tweeted it as a joke. Texas State was on pace for 150 points at one point in this game. They almost got half of it. I think that's pretty successful. <laughs> um, you look at it, 
Rob Lowe capped the first drive with a one-yard run. Chris Nuttall capped the second one with a nine-yard run. You're, and then another Nuttall had another uh, touchdown in the first quarter. Just a lot of things happen in this game, and I think we should devote more time. Um, what what other things did you see in first half, first quarter, second quarter that were pivotal in this game? Um, I guess or just t- anything. I mean, Tyler Jones is extremely efficient. Um, the defense did very well holding the the run game of the Panthers, which is what coming into the game was sought as a strong point of their team because. In the first matchup, Trey Green uh, of their of their season against Texas Southern, Trey Green had an 80 yard. The quarterback had an 80 yard touchdown run. Um, the starting running back had over 100 yards. So I mean, they were a very prolific running team, and we only we held them to 79 yards. So I mean, I felt like that had a huge effect on the game. They did give up 323 passing yards, but I mean, when you're down so early like you have to catch up some, like somehow so I, I feel like I, I don't know what the stat is but they threw the ball significantly more than they ran the ball and so that probably played a, a factor they into were the losing three. the whole entire yeah, they were losing game the, losing the entire game <laughs> they, so, I their mean, backs were against the wall before the game even exactly. started so it's like when when you're losing that quickly you're gonna have to throw the ball to try to catch up and so i feel like that is why that has a factor of why we gave up th- 323 yards uh in the air so, but I I felt like the defense performed pretty well, um, and then Tyler Jones just was Tyler Jones. I'm looking at a play that was unusual, I guess, for the specific player. Chris Nuttall got his first receiving touchdown of his That's career, true. 21 yards in the in the to, to really cap. The, as it was a last senior, score. as a senior, he joked about it. He's like, "Well, maybe I could play slot next." And I mean, <laughs> I guess with this receiving core, they won't need to. But it was a nice little catch and run yeah. by Chris Nuttall, who's used to accustomed being the bowling ball between the tackles. You look at the receiving core; they were just they were outstanding. I mean, Tyler Jones, as you said, 12 of 14, 278 passing yards, three touchdowns. He spread the wealth for he sure. He spread the wealth, and his he was just get, the thing that lacked against Texas uh, Florida State was the stretching the field vertically, getting big plays. They threw a lot of bombs. And I'm gonna write about it in the notebook for Sunday afternoon. Texas State's offense just got so many big plays. You look at it, Brandon Smith, two receptions, 99 yards, a touchdown. Jafis Gaines, four receptions, 92 yards, a touchdown. Demon Mercer, four receptions, 51 yards. No touchdowns. He should have had one. He dropped the one on in the second yeah. quarter. And Fran alluded he, to it too. He he had broke away from the secondary, and he was wide open, cradled. There was no one there. Yeah. It was like a thirty to forty if, yard touchdown. If that he caught that ball, he's walking in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm walking in the end zone, and I might run like a eight forty. Just kidding. I probably run a six forty, a six two forty. I don't Still. know. Maybe a five. Maybe a five eight. On maybe. A good pl- I don't give know. You that. What's your forty? What would you? In high school, my forty was like. At fastest, like four eight, but I mean, Ooh, I was that's good. But that's uh, but I mean, I was I think I, I was five con- eight in middle I school. I was consistently around the five range, but I mean that that was like in my prime in high school. I got a four eight. That was the fastest I ever. And did. Demond Mercer's touted as that deep play threat, and yes. he he looked good against the Prairie View and AM secondary, and he just dropped that one, and that would have been nice to have. I mean, you can't complain a lot. That was one of Tyler Jones's incompletions. The other one, I don't really remember, but he was yeah. pretty efficient and clean throughout. Um, you look at it down the line, Alexi got forced to fumble. Dallas McCarty recovered a fumble. Takeaways from the game, I know it's Prairie View A&M. What are the main takeaways? You've talked about it some, but what, what are some other things that really come come to light after this? Um, for me, I like this game kind of turned out exactly how we thought it would. Um, I, it, there was nothing that was unexpected in my mind. We were a 95% favorite in the Football Power Index by ESPN. 
And so, like, I wrote it down uh, just kind of a joke. I said we were Prairie View A&M's Florida State because, I mean, we just – we dominated them. Which makes me wonder what Florida State would be to Prairie View A&M. I'm kind of scared. Oh, man. I, they'd probably beat them like 120 to zero or something. I don't, I don't know. Oh, man. So, I mean, that that'd be like breaking the FPS record for most points scored in a game. I'd watch that game. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. I probably – I'd get bored watching it, but, like, if they got close to being getting the record, then it would be interesting, but – yeah, I mean that that would be. I I don't even think Prairie, Prairie View wants no part of Florida State for for any reason. Heck, Fran doesn't even want a part of Florida State. <laughs> no, I don't think a lot of teams do really. So, um, yeah, that's just that. That's the biggest thing for me is just that this game went exactly how I thought it would. As Fran said at post game, they have a lot of big fish in the sea coming against like Southern Mississippi at home next Saturday night. Another Saturday of, uh, from that, Houston, who which just defeated Louisville, which is a has the name of a decent football program. I don't know if they are, but they but Houston's a tough to, uh, opponent. So they have bigger fish in the sea, but we still have to talk about Prairie View A&M, home opener. The offense, it was a quick five question. They bounced back They with a vengeance. They got 649 yeah. total yards, 316 rushing, 333 passing. It was, uh, it was refreshing to see the offense that was touted as this – up-tempo, just beast, and like, oh, yeah. Ty Jones is bulking up, and Rob Lowe yeah. and Chris Nuttall are this, this, and that. But it was just, obviously, the com- competition was a different, he, the way he says yeah. it, we, opposite, uh way Fran puts it, opposite end of the spectrum, and they performed like we thought they would, just like, uh, w- uh, forget the Arizona coach, they are who we thought they were. Remember that speech? Yeah. They are who we thought they were. Chris Nuttall uh, and Rob Lowe were with – Rob Lowe had 104 yards, two touchdowns, 15 carries. Nuttall had 94 rushing yards, two touchdowns. That was the lightning-thunder duo kind of thing, what you do. But I think – I want to talk about the defense. I was a little worried about them, especially in the passing game. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave up a lot of, like, mediocre, like, middle-of-the-field passes that kind of turned into, like – like 15 to 20 yard passes that like if you break a tackle they could get 40 out of it so I mean there was a lot of those um, a, a lot of it was on the play action game um, off of their read option offense um, a lot of it was Trey Green just improvising and scrambling for his life because our defensive line was just getting lots of penetration in the backfield and it's kind of like when that happens it's kind of hard for the secondary to hold up on their man whenever like, I mean, usually, like, an average play in football lasts, like, four or five seconds, usually. And if it extends out past that, I mean, it's it's hard for anyone to guard someone for eight, nine, ten seconds in a play. So whenever that happens and you get those uh, breakaway passes downfield, I mean, it kind of, you know, skews to the opponent's direction. The defense was bend, don't break to a T. I mean, they did stifle the running game, which was a nice development to see, but they allowed 323 passing yards, Trey Green, two touchdowns, 289 yards himself. It, it was I w- I'm not concerned. I'm not like, oh, man, Prairie View no. really got to them. Texas State secondary <laughs> is that. But it's an, a nitpick thing that you got to see in a 63-24 to 24 home opening victory. Um, but we forgot to mention, too, a couple records were set from the offense. That's true. 56 points at halftime. And they got 440 uh, yard total yards at the half, which were both yep. program records. It was just lights up. And as a, recovering the game, I wouldn't say frustrating, but I could not watch the game and actually do the work that we yeah, were doing you were because just typing. just typing and live tweeting, and you were just sitting there, we're like working on all these stories, and the coverage yeah. turned out fine. But that first half was it, stressful. It was it was really stressful. Like I I, I mean. 
And it was your first game ever too. That, your first yes. game covering football. Yes, I'm so ex- I'm so excited about that. That was like <laughs> my first game ever covering Texas State football. I remember mine. Mine was 65-0 victory, and that really? was the first time. Oh, covering Pine Bluff. It. Pine Bluff. Yeah, but it was so. a little bit different circumstance. I felt like that one was less stressful because I didn't know what I was doing. At yeah, the time. and then and plus you, we didn't do as much coverage then as we do nope. now. So, but yeah, it was I was super excited to be the first time ever in the football press box and uh, just like. It was one of those things. Where I'm like, yeah, like this is what I want to do with my life. Like this is like this is gonna be me someday. You get the food, you and get the so rolls, exactly. Cookies at halftime. Yeah. I drank five Dr. Peppers. <laughs> uh, it was a good. I experience. had a bunch of water. I got some Texas Roadhouse. I can't complain. Can't I can't complain, complain with the can't service complain. at Texas State. They take Thank care you of athletics. Us. Great showing out. Also, the fans. You know the number of people that attended yep. this game. That was a key thing that we asked in the question. I wasn't sure if they're going to exceed 20,000. If the numbers to believe they exceeded it by a lot. Yeah, they got uh, 24,561 to my recollection. Just so the eighth time they've exceeded 20,000 in program history yeah, as a D1 school. To me, it didn't seem like there was that many no, people there. No, 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 no. I didn't, I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a like, bad number. I just, I was at Pine Bluff and I was at this game. They felt kind of comparable. I don't remember yeah. it being 4,000 more, but no, I, I mean, I it's mean, just an eye test. Who are we to tell? Yeah, because you know? I mean, you gotta. The, the biggest thing for me is like whenever you're looking at attendance and you're like looking from the press box, like the entire like top deck. Well, not the entire top deck. There was like, people there. There was people there, but like there's a large portion of the stadium that's like not being filled, and so pockets like in the not right next to the student section on his left. There's yeah. really no one there, and like above the student <laughs> section. So it's like those kind of things, but like it just. I don't know. It just didn't seem like the, that there was 24,000. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're liars. But, so, I mean. We're not saying that. We're <laughs> objective beat reporters on yeah, this podcast exactly. only. Yeah. We have hard analysis. Um, we, we've talked about this game. I think we've covered pretty much everything in and out. But I asked Fran <laughs> one of the questions because um, that was my, my column was based on we still don't know a lot about this team. And we probably won't be after Prairie View because it's Prairie View. Yeah. And I asked him what do you know about this team? And he said, well, it's kind of hard to say because I still have to look at the film and all this and that, and it's kind of an answer that I'm interested to hear because that's the big part of what you, you need. If you know your team, you can know the other team. It's not yeah. the other way around. I, I That's an interesting development to see. I don't think he's going to learn much about this team from this game. No, I don't think so In my personal either. opinion. I, I mean, because y- you, you have – the game one where you get destroyed and you don't learn anything. You have game two where you destroy your opponent and you don't learn anything because everybody plays. And I think that's a problem. I'm still going to go with, I mean, not a huge problem, but it's a problem. You have to have a game in the beginning of the season where it's going to be a competitive matchup where you like, you're like, okay, my guys are tested. Let's see what my, let's see what my team can do. And I mean, maybe Southern Miss will be that game. Maybe Houston will be that game. I don't know. I think think they'll both be those games. So we'll, we'll see how those turn out. But I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's a toss up for me. We'll we'll quickly talk about my p- player to watch last week, Frowny Face. Uh, I <laughs> legend of what? It, he was he's still in Tallahassee. He didn't really show up to this game. Maybe he's the legend of Tallahassee and not legend of San Marcos. <laughs> Maybe that's the accurate term. Lumi Kaba was just dominant against Florida State. Really the MVP of the game that we both agreed on. Yeah. He was not the MVP of this game. He had one punt for 37 yards. And granted, in a 63-point victory, there's not a lot of opportunities to punt. Yeah. But he missed two field goals. One of them was 60 yards, and I don't really re- want to, like – I really wanted him to make that so yeah, bad. Yeah, I think it would have made it at 53-54, right? 55, what did you – In the f- 
The way he kicked it, how far do you well, think? Well, it would have been 50. Uh, that would have been 59 because it was 56. No, but like he, you saw how far it went. Would he oh. have made it from 55, 54? Uh, I think it right. I feel like 55 would have went in. It was, yeah. If it was like 54, 53, probably would have went a win. But I mean, it was kind of a duck. Like it, like it was. So there, was mean, there was no hope. It was, yeah. I mean, the one that kills me and the one reason why we're talking about it, 33 yard miss. You can't shot. miss that. If you, if you have 66 yard Did field goal range, hit off the upright. It hit off the left upright and bounced in. It. I mean, he. That's inches. Game of inches, obviously. But yeah. he, you don't miss that if you're like trying to vie for that position over James Sherman at all. That's true. Loom, I mean, like. It, Nah. When, you're, when you're in a game against Prairie View, like something like that's probably not going to be that big of a yeah. It's not. It's, I mean, they would have won sixty six twenty four. But instead. when you're in a close game against like a Houston or like a ULL or Georgia Southern, that could be a game changer. And even Fran said that. I, I don't. Uh, it was in uh, like a part of the press conference. He said he said he mentioned that um, mistakes like that, like penalties, missed field goals, um, just everything like that. The penalties you mentioned. They had, I think, nine for nine 113. Nine 113. So, I mean, that's shooting yourselves in the foot 101. So, I mean, when you have those kind of mistakes, and against Prairie View, it's not going to make a difference. But against someone like, like Houston or Southern Miss, it, it could be the change, like the game-changing part of the game. That's enough Lumi Kaba talk. We seem to talk about them two minutes every podcast. Who there's a lot to there's a lot of players and you sh- this is a very hard question after last week goes in a t- hard question for a different reason who's <laughs> the player of the game for this one for me I'm gonna go with the Texas State offensive line for one because shout out to the big boys shout out to the big boys there. up front yeah um, they paved the way for 196 rushing yards p- between uh, Robert Lowe and Chris Nuttall and I think uh, the 316 total so. Um, Fran shouted out to him. He said that they they had a great game. Even when we talked to Robert Lowe and uh, Chris Nuttall, and we uh, we asked him about um, their performance and everything, that was the first thing to come out of their mouth was like, "Shout out to the offensive line. They did an awesome job of creating holes for us so that we can do what we do as running backs and just make a one cut and just go." Except, I will say that uh, Francione mentioned how um, Chris Nuttall was rusty. And not as patient as he should be. Yeah, he be. wasn't. He wasn't as patient as as normal because of the fact that he didn't play last year. I mean, and if so I didn't play football for a year, I'd be running into every hole I could and just exactly. Just but do I it. mean, that that'll come with time. He, he'll like Franchini was saying that like he he would bounce out on run, on some certain runs where he felt like uh, Chris Nuttall should have like just lowered his head and got it like a couple yards or whatever. Uh, so. It it's not that's that's just like nitpicky stuff, but I mean it, it's things that will help in the long run. So, I I mean I'm kind of copping out. I'm going Tyler Jones with my player to watch. I know it's like the quarterback doing that. Like I mean it's like cliche to do that, but the numbers that he put up: twelve for fourteen, two seventy-eight, three touchdowns. It really should have been. 13 of 14, like 300 yards and four touchdowns, which would have been even crazier. He was averaging, get this, like 20 yards per attempt. Attempt. That's, Every time that's he attempted a, a pass, Texas State was getting not just a first down, another first down on top of it. Like, that's that's incredible numbers. And he did it. He was so efficient. He managed the offense, didn't make any mistakes to speak of. Like, I don't remember him making a single mistake. He was creative in the running game as usual. He, yeah. like, had an option pitch. He scrambled for big gains that opened up the offense. And, like, Prairie View had no answers for Tyler Jones. I don't want to use that answer too often because he's the quarterback. But I felt like of all games, this is he, the game. was, he was just incredible. And, like, as he should have been, if he was anything less I would have been just talking about it for a different reason stat of the game a lot of stats to look at you had a good one that I was like wow I did not think about that to back up what I said the Tyler Jones was really really damn good uh, Saturday night 
Yeah, uh, it was about in like the third or fourth quarter. It was late in the game. They had already taken Tyler Jones out for the game. And it's I was always a good. It's either a bad sign or a good sign when backup quarterback comes yeah. in that early. So I mean, he he they had taken him out for the game, and I was just pondering at the the stats or whatever, and I noticed that he had more touchdowns and he had incompletions. He was twelve for fourteen. He only had two completions, but he had three touchdowns. Like that's if that's extremely efficient. If your incompletion to touchdown ratio is lower than one, you're good. You're exactly. Good. It's a, if it's above one, you're you're in you're in the clear. So I, and then uh, I saw that that yielded him about a 329 passer rating. I want to say, <sighs> which is that's ridiculous. Like that's like video game numbers. I don't I, I don't even think I could put that up in a video game. I it would take <laughs> me longer time. My side of the game. Texas State is 19 and one in their last 20 home openers. Their only home opener loss in the last 20 years was 2012 against Texas Tech. They, I mean, granted they play, they don't play the best opponents in their home openers. Pine Bluff last year, Prairie View this year. It was also their first year as a Division One program. Yeah, they exactly. Wait, what way, way to start? And <laughs> they, they, they just, they just beat their opponents and they do what they need to do. They beat them convincingly and they move on. 19 and one in the last 20 years is something to be proud of, at least, especially for a program that's going where it is. You look, we're, we're gonna kind of quickly shift back to last week and what did we did. As we wrap up the show, over under score predictions. I was pretty wrong. You were you you got you probably <laughs> I did, you got I a little bit better than me. I did pretty me. decent. I was terrible. <laughs> I think for forty nine and a half points, you had we both had the under, right? I, I had the under. I, I said, said forty five. They had that in the first half. They scored fifty six. So we we're both wrong. Yeah. Um, two hundred rushing yards. Both I, had over. I had over. I said two fifty. I was thinking two hundred was easy, and they got three sixteen. They got three sixteen. So. Um, and then the one I think did you go over for? I went over. I said 13 and a half for I thought Prairie View would score 13 and I said 17 and they ended up getting 24 so it's a little bit more than I didn't think they would have a, a, as big success in the in the passing game as they did. I didn't either. I didn't so expect 24. I mean that's a little I tw- didn't 24 is a bit much. Yeah, I didn't expect that. But you were right, so you get you get the brownie points for that. Mm-hmm. As we wrap up the Can show. Can I get a candy bar for it? You have to earn that. Oh, I don't know. You have to beat me in fantasy football. That's dang. more. That's more. Yeah, that's that's I, tougher. That is that is our rule if I beat <laughs> Or whoever has the highest uh, point total, which will be me this week. No, it's not. It's gonna be me. I have. I'm winning the championship. (laughs) It's gonna happen. Just, just give up on all your dreams of winning the fantasy football league. All right. I'm not. (laughs) I'm I'm competitive and I don't lose. Mr. Playbook of Eli. I'm gonna. I might change that name. That's a terrible name. I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was clever. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if you're just buttering me up there. No. Um. Any final thoughts as we wrap up this, this Um, awesome. Beautiful, First week. perfect podcast. I'm excited yeah. for football. My final thought is, I mean, it was it was a hectic first way to cover a home game, but it, I was extremely excited. It was my first time, and I I can't wait to do it again next week. And it was a blast. I'm excited too. There's five home games left. Let's make the most of it. Um, the, the most fun part of my job is covering these football games live. We get to be on the field. We have good food. There's nothing like it. It's I, so much better than covering any other sport. Yeah, I, I just it's just something that you have to. If you're a sports fan, it's it's. I'm I'm privileged to cover a Texas State football team as a junior. It's really cool. So, it's something uh, that I'm I'm thankful for. Um, and that's 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 gonna be our show. I think that's a good way I to to, that's to, to be sentimental about like it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> for Paul Livingood, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out.